Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Let's face it, it's all our business to get ready for making adjustments as the seasons change, and we're in the middle of that. And uh, I brought in a, uh, an expert to talk just about one of the most uh, uh, frustrating things for millions of people, including me, uh, which is the, the change in terms of uh, daylight, how much daylight we have. Um, you know, I, 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 I have had years of seasonal depression that have gotten better in recent years uh, because of kind of addressing the reality of it. Uh, and there's a lot things people can do to uh, address it. And so uh, Sanam Hafiz, Dr. Sanam Hafiz, he's going to be with us today. And uh, we're going to focus on this and try to come up with some answers. Uh, doctor, glad to have you on the program. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about your, your background and exactly what kind of doctor you are, in fact. I know you are in the uh, uh, psychology space. But kind of give us a little bit of uh, background and welcome. Oh, thank you for having me on. Um, so I'm a neuropsychologist, which means I deal with the brain and the behavior. I do assessments and evaluations. So my, you know, bread and butter, I guess you could say, is really ADHD and learning disabilities. But we also assess very extensively for autism, uh, mood disorders, schizophrenia. We do some custody work. Um, just you name it, we do it. Yeah, and uh, this is a you know always interesting time of the year, uh, you know particularly uh, you know for 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 many different perspectives. You know I think what happens is that uh, as we enter into fall and we're now well into fall, uh, we've got a, a situation where light. It, it, you know it seems like just a few weeks ago uh, I was in, outside walking and it'd be almost total sunlight at 7, 7.30. And, of course, it depends on what part of your country you're in. If you're closer to the equator like I am, that's more so, right? But, I mean, it, it would be like like noon uh, at 7.30 p.m. Uh, just a few weeks ago. Now it's it's getting dark at 6 o'clock, and it's like, really? Uh, you know, and for some of us, I am big on light. I like light. Um, I, I, you know, and I've done a lot of uh, work uh, you know, at looking at what happens with the change of seasons that, you know, the reality is, is, yeah, I like light, but I don't spend much time in it in a place like Houston, Texas, with 100-degree weather and 70% humidity. And so the reality is that I'm, I'm focusing on celebrating being out more, you know, and being more strategic about it. But if you're, if you're not being proactive, which includes everything from what you take supplement-wise to actually – uh, you know, uh, I, I think you could even call it di dialectic behavioral therapy where you would uh, tackle some of these negative thoughts. If you're not proactive about it. You can really become a victim of the change of season. Yeah, I mean, seasonal affective disorder is a very, very real thing. Um, it affects millions of Americans across the country, but it's worse in, well, in the Northeast where I am, for instance, or the parts of the country that really get very little sunlight, especially over the winter months. Um, but, you know, there's also a ton of literature that shows that when daylight savings time either switches back or, or forward, either way, it disrupts our circadian rhythm, which is the body's internal clock. It disrupts the production um, of both cortisol and melatonin, which are both naturally occurring uh, neurotransmitters, melatonin, which regulates our sleep cycle. It's a very powerful antioxidant that the body makes naturally. Cortisol, which is a stress hormone and basically can wreak havoc on your body. And there's a lot of growing push from the medical field that says, <clears throat> look, I think most people adjust. You know, it takes about a week or two, and your bodies adjust. And that's a little annoying for everyone, 
But for the most part, we, we deal with it. It's not, you know, the end of the world. We just, we've been doing it for so long. Um, you know, you have to remember to set your clocks up. You know, some people who struggle with sleep report that their sleep is even more disrupted. But um, there is a lot of uh, a growing body of research that indicates that people are 24 more like, 24% more likely to have a cardiac event um, or atrial fibrillation the first Monday after uh, the clock falls back. Um, there's definitely mm-hmm. evidence that there's, you know, people will end up in the hospital for a slew of issues, especially heart and stroke related. Um, you know, and, you know, you just mentioned that, you know, that the mental health concerns with it getting darker mm-hmm. so much sooner, obviously, is, you know, I mean, I, I don't have seasonal depression, but I get really antsy and kind of claustrophobic because I'm like, I am so not ready to wind down, but the darkness is telling me it's time for me to wind down, you know, and there are people who actively use lamps, who schedule things, who see therapists, maybe go back on their medications. But there definitely, there is a a subset of the population that struggles with this more so than the average person, for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, for most of my life, I never had a problem. All of a sudden there was a few seasons where it was a huge problem. I used the lamps and I say huge. I, I, I know I wasn't suicidal or, or even uh, continuously depressed, but it was just harder. You, you mentioned a really good aspect of, uh, you know, I want to keep going and my, and my environment around me is telling me, nah, it's time for you to crash. It's like, really? Six o'clock? You know, I'm no longer, I'm not, I'm not three years old anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> it, it, you know, but, but you know, I, I had a period where it was much harder than than uh, it had been historically, and I would say even now, I found the lamp that you're talking about these these boxes that special lights. I, I did find it somewhat helpful. Uh, I, for me, though, I, I kind of found felt like I was throwing into flag, throwing down the flag. You know that I give up. You know I got to do this, and and uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just talking how my own perspective was. And I have found what has been more helpful is to really tackle what is going on in terms of my thinking about it. It isn't the change of the of the sun, et cetera, you know, alone, uh, and it may not even be primarily it. Is a lot has to do with my thinking about it. What what do I think about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think the way people prepare, and I always tell people, you know, when it comes to something like seasonal affective disorder or any kind of transition in their life where there is evidence that they've had a struggle with it, that the more they plan around it, the better it is. Um, you know, whether that means you start seeing your therapist again, whether that means you start maybe you go back on medication again, whether that means that you sign up for a class, um, you know, a dance class, tennis lessons. Um, plan a, a walk or, uh, you know, a coffee date with a friend after hours, whatever it is to break up the monotony and to kind of avoid falling into that rut. I mean, there are people who, you know, for for decades we've known that people who, you know, over the winter will don sweaters and sit at home, veg out in front of the TV, gain weight, and then it, you know, it's sort of like a, a, a cycle and then it, it perpetuates the negative self-image and the feeling of laziness and then, oh my God, the self-esteem, you know, how am I going to start wearing normal clothes come spring and summer. So it's just a vicious cycle, and the more you prepare for it, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, I think that's true. And I love, the, you know, the fact that it's not one size fits all. And a lot of times friends will tell friends, oh, you got to do this. 
<laughs> you got to do that. And, you know, and what you're talking about is what works for them. And, and the reality is that what you probably want to do is try several different things and, and figure out what does, in fact, work for you. For me, it's just, you know, t- tackling this mythology that summers mean I spend a lot of time outside. Well, this is, again, Houston, Texas, which uh, from a uh, weather situation has changed dramatically in the last uh, uh, 10 years where I, you know, I could – enjoy summers out uh, much more. They were always hot. It's Houston, Texas, but they've gotten, they've gotten unbearable in, in recent years. And so I found that, yeah, I'll look out my window. Hey, it's sunny, I, but I don't want to be out there. <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. But I love being outside, yeah. and it's a huge part of uh, uh, my, uh, you know, upbringing growing up in the Midwest where, uh, in, you know, particularly in the summer, you're outside every waking moment you can be and uh and, you know and so reality is you know i've learned to look at fall as almost like uh, a midwestern summer a midwest summer here in, in texas and that's really changed my perspective that has helped a lot and so again it's not a one size fit all uh but what is imperative is that you do something about it when you're when you're not uh when you're not feeling well as a result I think I think the the key to remember is that there are a few factors that definitely play into this. Um, women are more likely to suffer from seasonal affective disorder. People, um, the further people are away from the equator, will suffer more from seasonal affective disorder. They're more impacted by the daylight savings and um, you know all the other stuff that comes with it. If you have, let's say, heart disease, or you've suffered from depression in the past, or you've had you know, even if you've had postpartum depression or you have anxiety, then you're naturally at a higher risk for some of these problems. And so if you can start making small changes to accommodate them, it can make a huge difference. And again, like you said, it doesn't, this doesn't apply to everyone else. You might find that you feel alone in this, like no one else seems bothered by this. Why is it always me? I mean, there's a, a group of people that will literally migrate south, you know, as they get older because they just can't take the, the cold and the dark winters anymore. So, you know, again, it's to each his own, um, and if you are one of those people, just know that there are other people like you who also struggle with the daylight savings, and there are things that you can do about it. Um, it just means that you have to tweak some of the things in your life, whether it's medication or therapy or even small changes like getting to bed early, maybe avoid having alcohol or, um, you know, partying too late on Sunday nights. Yeah, absolutely. The most important thing, though, is to be proactive and, and, and not think, you know, it's going to go away on its own. It, it, it's, calling for you, it's calling for you to address it. And, you, you know, it's calling for you to address it. What does that look like? Again, that, uh, that is very, I think, highly individualistic. I know that's my, my case. And also, uh, the same thing may not always be the best thing. Sometimes you're making adjustments. Sometimes you make discoveries. I made discoveries, in my case, that it had a lot to do with how I thought about winter, uh, you know, and, and fall and winter. Uh, rather than just the uh, changes themselves, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, you know, I like the good old Stoic philosophy is a couple thousand years old, uh, you know, but the Stoics would say you should you should focus on that which you can change more on that which than that which you can't change, and I can change my attitude, and that's been huge. I really appreciate the conversation. Uh, do want to tell you to mention your website where people can get more information about you and, and uh, what you do. It's uh, comprehendthemind.com. I can also be found on Instagram, which is sort of my social media poison of choice. And my name there is, my handle is Dr. Sanam Hafiz, one word. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for being with us. I am Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. And again, be proactive about this. Don't wait until you're in January and, and utterly in ruin depression-wise because you didn't address it. It's okay, uh, but it needs, it needs to be addressed in order for you to uh, maximize life. And so I encourage people to do that. All right, stay tuned for more after this on this session. <laughs> 